You ever have that favorite movie that you find a way to work a quote into a conversation or you answer only with movie quotes? You have a buddy that you can have an entire conversation with nothing but movie quotes? Does watching a movie remind you of a certain time or place in your life? Well then, this is for you. If you said no, well then, wow. You need to start living or being a little more honest with yourself. Anyhow, sit back and enjoy if you think you hate it now. Howdy, everybody. It's Cody and Micah. We are back one more time. Um, you know, we really wanted to talk about how to kick off the second one. The first one was Vacation, which was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But one of the most quote-worthy movies, and I'm a huge Western nut, we really, you know, we had to move directly into Tombstone, I felt. Absolutely. And because we're using it all the time. In fact, <laughs> just, before we, yeah, just before we started this, <clears throat> he sends me a text message that says, sight weighing. You know, it's just so we, we <laughs> you don't even think about it, really, which is good for both of us if thinking's not necessary. No, it really isn't. But Tombstone, you know, is it? Is it the most historically accurate Wyatt Earp movie? No, Probably not. it doesn't matter. It's just sheer entertainment perfection. And the casting couldn't have been better, really. I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, clear back to Gary Cooper, everybody played Wyatt Earp in something or another, but nobody sold it quite the way that Kurt did. And all those around him, too. Yeah, I think it was just that, that perfect stage in his life, you know, where he was supposedly retired. You know, I've already got the guilty conscience. Might as well have the money uh, yeah. part. And just like, I just want to be a businessman. But there's that undertone, uh, you know, that I'm not going to take any crap, which I think I appreciate. And it's, he makes that like, he makes an instant decision. Like, am I going to take crap off anybody or am I going to be aggressive and move forward? And like, I'm setting the tone as soon as I get to town, uh, i.e. Yeah. the first day of school or whatever, that it, I'm still me, even though I'm and retired. And yes, and if so you have well. a yeah, and if you have a sharp eye, you know, in the very beginning when he steps off the train in Tucson, you look at he's stepping off of train number fifty one fifty. I saw that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so you know For the you. insanity is to come. You Van Halen fans out there, yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that that really, you know, you're going. Huh. <laughs> I thought that was the only one that this saw is, that. That's funny. <laughs> no, this is kind of interesting, and but. The one thing I really wanted to bring out first that I absolutely love about this movie is how much homage they paid to classic Westerns. To where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it starts right in the beginning with the monologue from Robert Mitchum. And you're like, who is that? Who is that? Oh, that's Robert Mitchum. Oh, that's Robert like, Mitchum. I know that voice now. Once, yeah, you, and this once was, you hear it and think about it, you're like, man. Yeah, it was man. right at the end of his, yeah, it was right at the end of his life. And and then you know they introduce you know Turkey oh, Turkey Creek Jack Johnson, yeah. You know, well, that's Buck Taylor who was on Gunsmoke many 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 times in lots of other films as oh, well. Yeah. And, and you a know, phenomenal he, Western artist too, I might add. Yes, and and we're going to have to circle back to Gunsmoke one of these days because so much of the vernacular of the American language right now, and yes, I say the American language because we have our own words and terms uh, is. Is has come actually from Gunsmoke. Oh and, yeah, that was so what many a lot great. Of people were raised on, you know, that was just television was just emerging, really yeah. strong. You know, that was part of the evening meal at TV trace. You know, absolutely, and so many great from that. Yeah, so many great actors 
really were born out of that show. But that's another conversation for another day. You know, we got to get back to. Yeah, got to get back to to Tombstone. I found it. uh, I'm going to skip ahead just a little. I found it. Sometimes I find it entertaining when they almost try to squeeze in too many words or nods to the past. You know, when he's talking to the milk, the bartender. You know, nothing comes in here anymore. Just the bummers and the drovers. Just the dregs. Like, can you have any more names for dirtbag cowboys in, yeah. in one <laughs> in one sentence? Like, it just it kind of cracks me up. I really appreciate it too, um, but at times I'm entertained by it because I'm like, that, that's a lot of words that all mean the same thing. <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah. anyways. <clears throat> and in all honesty, folks in the late 1800s probably weren't quite that wordy. You know, unless they were very, very highly educated people. Yes, a good point as well. On every, we assume I wasn't there, uh, right? But I'm is, guessing so that uh, even from people I know in this day and age, uh, <laughs> they're not they're not as educated as some of the people appear to be in, in there. So, uh, but still yeah. entertaining, and I, I appreciate that. And I guess lack of the tip of the hat, if you will, too, some of those words being utilized and brought up so people can understand them. Uh, know that they exist, where they kind of came from, what they mean, uh, you know, because I, I think that's a cool part of our culture that uh, that we often overlook. But I, so on one hand, I make fun of it like, geez, OK, we get it. It's a crappy bar. On the other hand, I'm like, that's cool that they keep those words coming. Yeah, I couldn't you know, I couldn't agree more. And even, you know, even in the very beginning, the opening scene where the cowboys go to the Mexican wedding. Mm hmm. <laughs> and shoot everybody ain't kidding either yeah 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 it, you know shoot some everybody. of the words in there are saying i'm you know i like you the, to say that shoot everybody like basically <laughs> shoot everybody yeah. i can see them like gathered up they're all huddled around before they don't kill the bills like all right what's the plan well like always you just shoot everybody good job billy you know it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the scene they, they cut that they, they out. cut that out for some reason but that's what i pictured like all right yeah the old number six just... <laughs> <laughs> right into town a whooping and a whooping. <laughs> yeah i just don't know why that struck me it's so funny it was like shoot everybody but yes yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> there is so much character development in that scene alone oh they yeah they, they establish you know, a lot of get, people quickly. You get who Curly Bill is immediately, you know, as founder of the Feast speech. Absolutely. One of my favorite words. And, I've slipped that in several times. Uh, if I'm in a meeting sometime for the first time or meeting a sales team or something, I might, yeah, I might when you call the founder of the Feast, I'll just throw that in, A, because it's kind of cool, but B, to see who, like, anybody pick it up. Like, the, you know, pick like up we the talked reference, about. of course. Yeah, because um, I think it's just a funny way to set the tone. Uh, well, and in that scene, you know, especially when they all sit down at the table, mm-hmm. you get, and, you know, obviously the preacher comes running up and Johnny Ringo just shoots him dead. And, yeah. But then need. he speaks and you, you start to get that there's a lot more layers to this character. You oh, know, this yeah. Is Not only somebody he know who... Spanish better than the Spaniard, um, but yeah, he's, he's talking mm-hmm. about the Bible revelation and then he's got that look in his eye like, that boy is checked out. He's not here. He's yeah. in a different spirit world right now. Just completely and, like they're eating burritos and he's thinking about a lot of other stuff. And probably in one of the more subtle character developments in that same scene, you see Michael Rooker sitting there when they drag mm-hmm. the girl off and you can see that he's really not, he's in with this group, but yeah. he's not a hundred percent okay with what's no, happening. He's kind of like, I'm almost pot committed to this point. Like I really can't leave. I don't like this though. This is not really me. I, I'm okay with shooting everybody. 
but uh, <laughs> not that. Yeah, I, and it's just like a quick, just a quick blip right to him, and you can kind of look on his face, and he's like, mm. yeah, this wasn't yeah. the brochure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know, we move out of that straight into the gambling hall, and we get introduced to quite mm. possibly one of the greatest Western oh. characters ever, you know, good old Doc, and Val Kilmer just, absolutely killed it on that role i uh i say oftentimes when i'm pontificating about this picture to poor people oh, that's a lot of alliteration uh that was that's a lot of syllables for Thank a guy you. like uh, you man it's early uh, that you know <laughs> like i think doc made this movie val kilmer made this movie it, he certainly brought everybody up to another layer i think it would have stood on its own no problem with with sam elliott and kurt russell and everybody else Powers Booth. I mean, how can you? That's like the best best name ever. But and it's probably you know, one of the more subdued roles yes. that Sam Elliott's ever had. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, his mustache probably gets more credit than he does in this one. And I think well, his mustache Val just, really has its own zip code. I mean, it's it its own entity. <laughs> probably had its own trailer. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I lost the key to your trailer for your mustache, sir. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be your delay. But, but I mean, just. But uh, how did you drink or eat anything with that? I have a problem with mine. But oh um, god, I know. Yeah, he's always. That's why he's always so sour looking. But you know, Val was just man. It's just his style. I think he fit it perfectly. He wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the toughest guy. You know, he was just that southern uh, kind of aura about him, and just there. Yeah. Well, you and you get such a taste of that in that first scene where. You know, he's mm-hmm. sitting across from Ed <laughs> Bailey, who is, it turns well, out, is Frank Stallone. You know, <laughs> once, you, once you see his face, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Anyhow, you know, you the first words he utters, it's like, okay, this guy's going to be a lot of fun. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, said and, it, and said it early. And even as they're walking out of the, the gambling hall, <laughs> where he just leans over, steals the rest of the money. Yeah, says, like, well, well, I'm already. You know, good evening, man. I'm back yeah. out with the gun. Yeah, take the stacks of cash from the roulette. Good day, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's you know a very polite person, but he's not afraid to steal right in front of you either. I love it. Yeah, um, you know, you know and, and how many times have you said, you know, there now we could be friends again? It just yeah <laughs> sets his sets his pistols down. Yeah, taps him a little bit. You know, uh, uh-huh. yeah. I, again, like I was talking, I've talked about before. Like I don't really. I put these quotes into buckets, I guess they're just going in my brain, but there's certainly uh, a huge bucket that's filled with Doc Holliday quotes. Oh. Uh, yeah. That I don't even realize half the time that I'm, I'm plagiarizing, if you will, or saying when I want to say something else, it's just, I do it all the time. So ingrained. Yeah. And I wonder what I, what I sounded like before I heard this movie, because this is a 93 yeah. You know, um, later on into my developmental years, of course, I'm still <laughs> developing as we speak. Uh, well, but along, we're not you know, we're uh, not the two most mature individuals in the world. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, uh, <clears throat> damn Skippy. And so, you know, yeah, yeah, like it just it just hit me at the right time. I think where it really stayed with me. Uh, well, to this day for sure. But I, you know, I haven't probably watched Tombstone in several years. I have, but not in its entirety. I catch bits and pieces, but really, you know the film so well that all you got to do is go over the cliff notes, really. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the next, you know, the next big development, I think the best quote, really, is 
where Wyatt goes in and slaps the tar oh. out of Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Which it took me a long time to realize that was Billy Bob. Well, he used to be a lot heavier. You know, that time yes. earlier, he was quite a bit heavier and had a much thicker southern accent. Yeah, it that was, was a couple of his... movies later, it all kind of came together. And I yeah, was like, but, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I, you know, slapping him, says, I said, jerk that pistol and get to work, boy. Skin and that smoke wagon again. Uh, no. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how many words we can use for pistol. Um, yeah, exactly. Skin that smoke wagon. <laughs> it's like. Oh, man, I don't doesn't... go heels, you know, like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and then. And, and this, to me, is the money quote for yes. Wyatt Earp when he just stands there and looks at him and said, are you going to do something, Rod, or just stand there and bleed? Yeah. Or it might have been the opposite way. Are you? Yeah, gonna... that's the gist. Yeah, like, is that all, you know? <laughs> yeah, just going to stand here, there and bleed. You know, boiled right into town, head first, went to basically the worst place, found the biggest loudmouth, instantly knew he was full of crap. And completely scared, you know, and just like, you know, and the line that I, I go to all the time in that scene is like, you nerve-wracking sons of bitches. It's, just... it's like playing cards <laughs> with my brother's kids or something. I'll say playing cards with my brother's kids at any moment. It could be a sales oh, meeting. Yes. It might be hanging out with my friends. It might be waiting in line at the restaurant. I'm like, yeah, it's like playing cards with my brother's kids or something. Uh, <laughs> just because it's so <laughs> And my brother don't have kids, but I can only imagine. Uh, yeah. what it'd be like, you know, and God damn it, Junior, quit blowing that cigar smoke in my face. That guy, that guy yeah. reminds me of Mater so much that <laughs> sitting there next to him, Junior, you know, yeah. um, and I play oh golf with gosh. a buddy named Junior, and I've said that to him before, too. Just <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> that we'll whole scene to... is just rich, but like you said, it boils down to, like, this is the movie. Yes. You're going to do something or just stand there and bleed. And I for think all so. five to ten viewers or listeners we have out there, uh, we will explain at some point, though not today, the story of Mater, the legend uh, of Mater. The legend of Mater. <laughs> That's a two-part series, at least. Uh, it is. So, you know, all five of you can be sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for that one. Three of you probably know Mater already. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's entirely possible. So, you know, moving along. They walk outside. They've got their game, you know, and Doc is standing there watching. You don't know it. Yeah. And yeah, here comes Billy absolutely. Bob with the shotgun. And he, why, Johnny Tyler, the madcap, Mad again, throwing the words in. Yeah. Where are you going with that shotgun? And they talk <laughs> and they talk. But the, the, again, the best part out oh. of that scene is the very end where, yeah. you know, Doc looks over. Oh, Johnny, I do apologize. <laughs> I forgot you were here. You may go now. You may go now. <laughs> Sheer perfection. This, like, I completely disregard you. As yeah. a human, you know, and then sleep that shotgun. Yeah, and, he, and thank you. Billy you Bob know, just says, like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, we throw these things out all the time. You may go now. It, it, oh, uh, and I don't, like, whenever I'm out hunting or I, I go to a big sporting clay shoot every year, too, and I, you know, the whole way, hey, where are you going with that shotgun? You know, just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't not do it. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like a moral imperative it, it is a it. reflex almost just to do it you know you may go now or so a lot of times that i see i'll tell somebody thank you i say thank you thank that's you. just how i say it like billy oh, yeah. bob slouching away like you've been doing that for, for not you know almost me. 30 years <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> which says a lot about the age that we're getting to Speak louder. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you do have to do that sometimes. But yeah, that sets up so much too that uh, just how Doc 
and Wyatt and the boys relationship is, you know, uh, you know, and Wyatt's like, I like doc. He makes me laugh. And, and we're like, I don't, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. you can tell they've had their run-ins and Wyatt just appreciates doc for being doc. Yeah. Just for is, being, for being a pal. We have those know. friends too. We all have those friends. You're like, I don't introduce them to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we, but it's just, you know, uh, you love them for who they are and you always know oh, yeah. what you're getting. You certainly I think, do. I think that's part of the problem that maybe appeals to me too about Doc is not only his his vocabulary, obviously, but his his being. And I think I know I'm that friend to some people, and I know I have friends that are that to me. Uh, yeah. And so I think I I probably, as I thought about this for the past little while, I I realized that I probably have the undertone of appreciation for Doc probably partially stems from that. Yeah, I think so too because I've got <laughs> friends that people say. You know, why are you, why do you hang out with that dude? Hey, yeah. I like him. He makes me laugh. It's the same thing. He's honest. Yeah. He's true. I actually, yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, and I've got, oh, geez, you know, one of my old roommates is like that. He won't sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. He will tell me things just the way they are, whether I want to hear it or not. <laughs> yeah. And really, how much better of a friend can you have than that? Uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Instead of the one who's always trying to protect you from yourself. Yeah, you know the one who's old. trying to save you from yourself. Yeah, like is, thanks. Yeah, why don't you why don't you cut your thing. own yard before you start giving me tips on my flower pots? Yeah, but the uh, you know the birdcage theater comes up. Mm, yeah, and that, that there's that's pretty cool. That's a really neat. That's a neat scene because everybody's dressed up. You know, the wardrobe person was very very good in this movie. Everybody's dressed up. Now I've been to Tombstone, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the Birdcage Theater is tiny. Yes. I mean, it's, I, I would bet it's smaller than my 1,400-square-foot house. Absolutely. It is a tiny stage and a little and, tiny sitting area. And yeah. there is a lot of bullet holes in the ceiling. <laughs> so that really wasn't as unrealistic as people think it is. You know, in, in that scene... Obviously, your wealthier folks are up in the balcony. Yeah. Your riffraff is down at the bottom. The cowboys come in, and that's where we get introduced to, uh, you know, shooting shooting the bowling pins, basically. They're shooting um, at us. They're shooting Bar- at us. <laughs> well, that's where we get introduced to Barnes. Yeah. Now, Barnes, this is... Good old sissy my- boy. <clears throat> well, Barnes was the... Oh, Barnes. You know, that was the that. character of John Corbett, yeah. which is my namesake. Exactly. I, my name is John Cody Corbett. It's awesome. So I just go by Cody. But yeah, I was always like, why did I have to be one of the bad guys? <laughs> Especially the one in a purple shirt. <laughs> but again, uh, it's, the, it's the researcher I read before, the researcher who did the wardrobe for that found that despite what you see in photographs, because obviously everything was black and white, that people actually dressed very, very colorfully back then. Uh-huh. And so they did that with the Cowboys. There was so much color and so much texture. But the theater, all the way around, we get introduced to Dana Delaney playing, you know, Faust, or mm-hmm. she's playing the devil. I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah. And when I went and watched that with my parents in 93, and Dad and I were sitting there together, and, you know, when uh, Curly Bill says, I'll tell you what, I'd take the deal and then crawfish and drill that old devil in the ass. <laughs> And then he looks over at Johnny, what would you do? And Johnny just says, I already did it. Just (laughs) and dad just started laughing his butt off right there. (laughs) To see that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, he had a good chuckle over that. But again, that's that's that development of who is this guy? Yeah. You know, who is this lunatic? And we don't know, but he's you know, he gives some dang good quotes as well. 
Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, and it's the look on his face when he's like, I already did it, you know, and, you know, talking about, and hell followed with him. Um, well, Michael Bean was the perfect choice for that because he has very, very intense eyes. Mm-hmm. And that works so well in that instance. And you'd you never put him as the character. dude from Terminator. You know, I just don't, I don't make well, that connection until I, totally I think about it. that. Yeah. It's no, like, he's, he is forever Johnny Ringo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, and as an actor to get, I mean, I'm not an actor, but you know, I would think as an actor to get a role that you're defined by for the rest of your career has to be a blessing and also a curse. Well, I'm sure he thought that the Terminator did that when he first did it, uh, whatever year that was. And then this rolls along and, and then completely just to tsunamis that, in, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. hundred percent. Even though he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look quite the same, obviously two completely different eras. Uh, if you I was like, wow, he really went back too far. I must have carried the one in that time travel crap. Uh, but it's like such a cool role. And I'm, I'd be curious how they originally sort of envisioned Johnny Ringo, obviously had kind of a leader, leader type role eventually. But like, I imagine he brought something extra because um, they probably got more than they bargained for, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, you know, we, we move out of that and, and, through what what would I say? Probably the next thirty minutes of the movie, you have this slow escalation between mm-hmm. the Earps and the Cowboys. Yeah, and it's you know obviously becoming very very hostile. You know, ending in oh shoot, Ike. We got to talk about Ike Clan. <laughs> so after you know after the theater, shut up, Ike. Yeah, shut up, Ike. <laughs> And I've used that one a lot. I, a lot, yeah. I've but said law dog and you, law dog you get, around here. Uh, you get out of Ike. Amount. Yeah, out of Ike you get that. He's almost like a toady. Yes. You know, he runs in, he, he repeats himself, he runs his mouth a lot. Yeah. And when the lead starts flying, he's the biggest coward of them all. Yeah. Every he's, time. He's like the guy standing behind the big guy. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you. Yeah. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. Exactly. Shut up. Mike. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends is a lawyer. Uh, I, her, Law Dog. That's her name in my phone. Law Dog. That is completely awesome. Yeah. I got her a nameplate for her desk that says L A W D A W G. Law Dog. Like, <laughs> that. oh man. Yeah. Because law just don't go around exactly. here. Exactly. It just spilled right over into partial yeah. real life. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, Kurt just goes, Yeah, I heard you the first time. Yeah. One of the queen. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> Yeah. Who's that? Who's that, that other idiot? I love that too when they talk about yeah. him after they walk. Who's that away. other idiot? Oh, that's like Clanton. Because <laughs> yeah. you know that yeah. again. Um, yeah. Who's that other idiot? It's just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives you the flavor of that guy's character. Oh, it spells it out big... like instantly. Like he's just a yapper. Yeah. Uh, he got no backbone. Uh, he's just basically yep. living on the rep of everybody else he's with. And he's if a it was jellyfish just him. With... Yeah, yeah, he's a jellyfish with lips. Definitely, uh, it's uh, <laughs> you know because you get some great interaction between Ringo and Doc too. You know, uh, yeah, and then you get you know again as the <laughs> little brother, you've got Thomas Hayden Church who plays Billy. Oh Clinton, yeah, <laughs> and you know his big brother. He looks up to his big brother, and but he's got more of a spine. I mean, when they yeah you know, when they arrest arrest Curly Bill, yeah. You know, he walks out in the street with his knife, 
looking at Doc. Drunk piano player. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably seeing double. <laughs> I got two guns. One for each. Yeah. Guy. And then he does this. I like he does the flip of his guns. He still has his little collapsible whiskey flask or yeah. cup in his hand at the same time. Like, shwink, you know, and I was like, that's so cool. Uh, he didn't even well, throw it down. He didn't. No, he just he just like, it. it's all good. I don't care. And I thought that was yeah. really cool. <clears throat> in the entire scene at the Oriental where <laughs> Johnny spins his gun. Yeah. And then Doc, he just spins his cup. Yeah. And it, you know, cut the tension, oh. made everybody laugh. And, and, uh, and just like, I don't even find you, I don't even take you serious enough. You know, really, is that why I interpreted it? Like, um, yeah. You know, anybody can do that. It doesn't matter. And I'll, I'll do it with my whiskey. After, yeah. After <laughs> insulting the man by saying, yep, <laughs> it's for sure. I hate him. <laughs> no, I hate him. I'm like, and then there wasn't the Marshall. No, I really hate These guys, we don't want any trouble. Not in any language. <laughs> just. <laughs> I use that too. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, he's an educated man. That's been spun about a lot, and yeah, uh-huh. that, that's a that whole that whole scene's probably one of the, the richer scenes, top to bottom, as far as character, as far as you know, interaction, as far as even lines. Obviously, it's just setting up the collision of these two forces, where it's like almost one for one, you know, and just boring to everybody. Uh, I love that whole scene. I could probably watch that one 10 times in a row because there's so well, much going on. The other fantastic quote from that scene is, you know, Doc and Wyatt sitting there talking about, hmm. you know, considering yourself a married man. Yeah. Forsaking, forsaking all. all <laughs> and and all of a sudden, Dana Delaney walks yeah. in and he goes, you're an oak. You're an oak. Yeah. I'm an oak. All right. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> that dusky hue, Lady Satan, that's who, you know, just... Oh uh, yeah, they. What would you that do? She perfectly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that perfectly sets up what's to come. It really, yeah. I think uh, Miss Falker would be proud. That's foreshadowing, I believe. If I refer back to uh, my English class, but, yes, yeah. But I you're like, so. okay, obviously this is going to be an issue because uh, you know, even from the theater, like, well, I'll be damned. You may indeed, if you're lucky, if just, you get lucky, just like awesome, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I think the only guy, and, and this is not a put down, it's just that the lines weren't there for him. The only guy that didn't have anything really quote worthy was Bill Paxton. Yeah, that's just kind of Bill Paxton, though. I think he really just, I was thinking that earlier. I'm like, God, what a, what a weak sauce. You know, I kind of thought about him. Well, and then it's like, it's probably perfect because not all the herbs are going to be really badass, you know. Um, well, he's kind of like a bass player. He just holds the bottom down, yeah, but nobody there. really pays attention to him. Yeah, he's it's sort of like probably... the quiet Ike Clanton of the Earp side, really. Yeah. Um, but I thought, yeah, yeah, I think they probably picked the perfect person to play that and just being there, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sam was there to, you know, add, I don't know how you would say, what would you say Sam added? I mean, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll throw that word out there. Gravitas. Uh, yes. I, Thank I you. think, you know, he, he needed to be there so Wyatt could come help him. I think it was, you know, like they couldn't get Wyatt. They're going to the quote unquote next best when they, when they drag him in. Cause he feels guilty for making money in town, which I was kind of like, well, it is what it is. If that's what you want to go do. Um, so, you know, he, he has to be the one that stands up, I think. And so he's there as the, the support. He's the brother. Um, and then Virgil just or Wyatt and everybody just falls in after. So, yeah, I thought it interesting for Sam to play that kind of role too. Yeah, because he's almost always leading man. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really. 
um, it's very out of character for him. Let's put it that I way. I thought it was cool, though. Uh, it worked. Did... Well, and that his ego isn't such that he has to be the man in the front. Yeah. That that really says a lot about an individual. I thought that was... Uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was second fiddle at best to, to a lot of people. Uh, you yeah. Know, you consider all the other huge personalities that are going on at the same time. You know? Oh, um, yeah. You just can't... Just It's just... You can't Everywhere. get away from it. So I think his subtleness probably was what helped help set that out a bit more. Yeah, and when you don't think you can get enough huge personalities, you know, they ride up to Charlton Heston. <laughs> You're like, holy crap. I remember the first yeah. time I saw that, I was like, holy crap. Charlton it's Moses. just like, yeah, like parting the waters when he rides out there. I'm like, what the elk's going on? Like, did, did they owe him money or something? Or what? I mean, like, what's he <laughs> doing in here? Um, they trick him? Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely terrific. And, uh, you know, even the, you don't quote, uh, you don't quote anything from the OK Corral scene, but it was still a fantastic scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you there's got, a, lot, a lot going on. You know, you got Billy looking at Doc and Doc <laughs> winks at him yeah. and you just see that, oh, oh hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what's going to happen. I immediately turns to jelly yeah <laughs> runs over begging not to get shot yeah they and then goes and grabs somebody right else and put him to the ground that seemed to be oh, that would have been wonderful the yeah you know that was like the the mode of action for a lot of times just pistol whip somebody get it over with and and I obviously we got more on shooting at him too so yeah but we got that later on on the nope. uh yeah, on the, on the loading dock yeah you know, where he's down and gets the spur to the face, or that oh yeah, he gets a little come up and so to speak. Yeah, you know, Ike Ike definitely gets his, and that whole you know that whole <laughs> after the OK Corral after they killed uh, after they killed Morgan off. Yeah, which they go to leave town. You know, well, I, I'm gonna again, go back to I've, OK real quick. Okay, when the, the I think it's the sheriff comes out. You're all under arrest. Like, I don't think I'm gonna let you arrest us today. The ultimate and the sheriff <laughs> looks genuinely afraid. Yes. Because <laughs> he already lied. He's like, I've disarmed them all when he comes around the corner before they get there. And you're like, he's like, you did? But then, yeah, I don't think I'm going to let you arrest us today. Uh, yeah. That just says, that, like, in your face, go pound yeah. sand. Uh, you may go now is really what that says. <laughs> well, and just when you don't think the film's going to build anymore, oh, you yeah. have the scene where Sam gets shot in the arm. Yeah. And then immediately after that, you know, um, the youngest brother dies. Yeah. Gets shot in the back. Yeah, playing pool. And, yeah. And that, you know, is kind of like the straw that broke the camel in half. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Because that leads to one of the most, our, one of, I think, one of our favorite moments, really. Well, I use this line more than anything <laughs> in the world when he, dri- you know, drives the wagon up to where Curly Bill sits and says, it's over. And Bill goes, well, bye. Yeah. And he gets that little twist on his mouth, you know, just like. Bye. Uh, yeah. it, you can't help but say that a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I do it. Yeah, I do it all the time. It, it's usually and, not in the most friendly manner. No. All, you know, it's always like, well, bye. It, it just like piss off, basically. I used it recently on somebody who, you know, <laughs> yeah. got offended at something I said. And I went, well, bye. bye. Yeah. Like, that's all the effort I'm putting into you is, is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go be a snowflake elsewhere. Yeah. Bye-bye. Melty, melty. Uh, I have no use for it. Yeah, you know, then, they, they leave town, and you're like, holy crap. And that like, that sets up the vengeance ride. Yeah, and it's a nice twist, too, because you're like, 
Hmm. I wonder. I don't really don't think this is how it ends. Hey, I'm looking at my clock going, all right, it's only been about 47 minutes. Uh, but also, like, what's going to happen Maybe. next? How long is this going to take? Is it going to be like flash ahead, like five years? Is it, you know, you're wondering all these things. And they have, they have like the really cool scene of the wagon going across with the sunset. And you're like, damn, that's well, really cool. And then that's, that's the, the beauty station. of, that's the beauty of filming in Arizona. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Is you get, there's nothing in the world that looks like an Arizona sunset. The sky just turns purple. It's one of the most beautiful things to ever see in your life. Yeah, I think like we got to we got to capture that again. We're here. Let's throw it in right there. It's just like it's a really yeah. cool, really cool scene. Um, you have to have that. And and the quote where these stuff just keeps on going. I mean, as oh. soon as the vengeance ride begins, you know, it's just <laughs> rapid fire scenes. So you got you know Creek Johnson and and Doc bust in on the guy with the two women in bed. Oh yeah. You know, Creek, <laughs> nobody move. No, nonsense. By all means, move. Yeah, just like. <laughs> and then blows the guy away. <laughs> really, and, you know, back, back one, one scene, you know, you got to have, you know, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Oh, yeah. You know, hell's coming with me. You're just like, if you don't get goosebumps when you see that, um, or when you get a chance to say that to somebody and mean it, there's something wrong with you. Um, you're not hearing right now. Because it's just, yeah. you know. So cool. And like you called down I, the thunder. Well, you got it. Yeah, they know that's <laughs> and I have definitely heard you say that before. Yes. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Yes, that, that has been uttered and, <laughs> and it has been meant as well. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So you know, moving along to that that vengeance ride. Oh. I mean, it's just so much action, and I don't know whether it was intended to be that way or whether budget was short. <laughs> I don't know how that was done. I don't really care because I like it. I like the film, you know, in the in the manner in which it was presented. But it did seem a little rushed at points. But I think it was a it, great uh, shooting montage for sure, though. Without uh, a doubt. As, then you get, as our then, ode to the montage continues, I think, yeah, it's that's awesome. There's just left, right, and center uh, different ways that they're stomping people. They hit that guy in the mouth with the butt of the shotgun or whatever over the back of the horse he goes. Uh, yeah, the dude's in the whorehouse. Um, yeah, it's right into the barber shop, right, like right through the window. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That is cool, and and we actually missed. So I'm going to step back here real quick. We actually missed out on the uh, sequence where Johnny's drunk and wants to kill everybody. Oh, and, oh, oh yeah, you know, Doc's I'm your Huckleberry. That's just my game. <laughs> yeah. Getting a shave on the front porch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just my game. And I love that gun rig that Doc wears. Yes. That's awesome. I, I really, really appreciate that. And those two nickel-plated pistols are awfully yes. pretty with the yeah with the ivory grips on them. Those are those are bueno. Yeah, it's just yeah uh, yeah just anyone to play for blood. I'm a Huckleberry. Just out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> holding one, holding the pistol yeah. behind his right. back. Say when, say when. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then of course he just drunk. That's all. Uh, yeah, definitely said that. Uh, it knocks over all the caskets. <laughs> yeah. God Almighty! Even I'm worried about what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, one yeah. of our little friends in college, he was just amped up one night, and I was packing him out, uh, like literally had him like off the ground under my shoulders. Like he, he just drunk. That's all, you know. <laughs> he was yep. he was ten foot tall and bulletproof at the moment, but everybody understood yeah <laughs> yeah everybody got it because that would have been only about four three to four years maybe after tombstone 
yeah, that was I in mean, 96 or 97, maybe 95 even. Probably we, we had that on VHS back then. We, did, we watched yeah. it at least and, once a week. And wore the crap out of that one, too, just because yeah. uh, we would love to stand around and all quote the same lines at the same times. And it was just a great, the best background ever for any kind of gathering, too. Uh-huh. Because you could watch perfect. it for a while, socialize, watch for a while, all watch. You, yeah, great point is... And again, yes, yeah. you are correct. You heard us correct. That was on VHS. It was yes. not uh, not digital, not a laser disc. Not, it was no, VHS. The, the very day <laughs> it came out on VHS, I bought it. <laughs> yes. That's how much of a geek I was for that. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, we go to the creek scene oh. where Curly Bill gets killed. And that actually happened very in a very similar fashion. Yeah. It wasn't really that far off from historically accurate. Even down to Barnes getting shot right there, that... Yeah, because I think he, he did get shot on the on the side and wound up crawling to somebody's farm and yeah, died there. And kind of told him the story before he died, mm-hmm. uh, if I recall correctly. That that's kind of what happened, and so that's sort of how that was. Yeah, came to be and, and validated and verified, if you will. Of you but, know, just the you know immediately <laughs> after that, they're cleaning their equipment. You know, he walks by. You ever seen anything like that? <laughs> Hell, I ain't never even heard, heard anything, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, where's Wyatt at? Down by the creek. Walking on water. Walking on water. Yeah, that's that's been uttered many, many times. So many times. I mean, it's, it just, it doesn't get old. You And you put these in your vernacular, and sometimes folks get it, sometimes they don't. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's not revenge. It's the reckoning. Uh, yeah. You know, when somebody's off doing something stupid, <clears throat> that gets uttered for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, uh, I think... I thought about this a lot too. And I don't know if Doc's words would have the same sting or appeal they did too if there wasn't that southern twinge to him. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because even at the same time when the Costner movie came out, yeah, you know, Dennis had the very southern way uh-huh. about him, but he was a stern southern way, not so much a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, he was way. more like angry evangelist, really, <laughs> not really the, the, the drunken southern gentleman gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, they definitely, they definitely portrayed that character in two very diametrically opposed ways. Yeah, and and obviously won't never truly know exactly how he really was, but uh, I I just prefer the the Val version. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, and you know, when when you're living the past through some of these films, you can research as well as you want, but you <laughs> you, you develop know. your feel for that person just by who your favorite character is. Ah, absolutely. You know, for me, I mean, Kurt uh, Russell is Wyatt. Yes. It's really like when they say that is the role he was born to play. Uh, it's hard to argue that, you know, with and all the great roles a, he's had, that uh, really was a match made right there. A hundred percent. And another fun little fact sidebar here, John Wayne had mentioned that he learned his style of delivery and his walk from Wyatt Earp. Because Wyatt hung out on all the studios back oh, yeah. in the twenties uh, before he passed away. Yakima Canuck too. The walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got it, got those from from yeah. those guys. Because that's a great and, uh, movie too. Uh, Sunset with James Gardner and and uh, Bruce Willis, where yeah. Wyatt Earp comes to Hollywood in the thirties or twenties or whatever it is, and sort of the twenties. Yeah, yeah, the uh, technical advisor, if you will. Uh, it's and I don't know if people have ever even seen that movie, but. If you get a chance, it's it's worthy for for my opinion for sure. 
it's obscure, but definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, some great lines, some great moments. You know, every every bit of that's true, give or take or lie or two. You know, that's one of their their favorite lines in that one. Um, <laughs> but I always thought and, it'd be kind of neat to watch Tombstone and then jump right in and watch Sunset back to back because it would be the nice conclusion of, of what Wyatt well, does. The next time you and I are in the same zip code, we'll have to make that a plan. Unless the FBI is after us again, but probably so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These two schmucks. Yeah, it's and I got <laughs> I got to thinking too though. I think going back to our previous conversations about Kurt and Sam, like if Kurt wasn't in the movie or around, I'm pretty sure Sam Elliott could have carried it as well. I think if so. he could have been Wyatt. I think he would have opened up a lot more you know, a la Roadhouse, if you will. Um, I think he's got that. We all know he's got that in him for sure. Um, and I think it would have been certainly a different movie, but I think it would have been doable. Now, who they got to play Virgil would have been key, I think, to that also. But yes, it's, uh, I think, yeah, Kurt was just such a, I think it's all overall persona, I think does just fits it so well. Well, it didn't feel like something he had to grow into. Very true. I, yeah, I think any. Yeah, he is. He's sort of the modern Wyatt in in some ways. When when you see him now, he's in his you know early sixties, and he still has the mustache. It's just more gray. You know, he still looks. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, he he took that persona on and went. Okay, this suits me. Yeah, and uh, what's that Tarantino one? The eight. Uh, oh, the eight hate, angry men. The hateful hate, eight. Hateful eight. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and, and there's. He's played several Cowboys, but I think he just does a, it was like finally came together and I mean like, aha, that's, that's all about it right there. Yeah. So, Kurt's one of those, you know, he's one of those guys that's, he's definitely a Tarantino favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he gets to play in Stuntman a lot of Dave those. Or Dan or whatever <clears throat> his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Stuntman Mike, I think it Stuntman was. Mike. That's right. I wanted it to rhyme for some reason, but uh, yeah, Stuntman Mike. Yeah. And uh, Death Proof. That's right. What a, what a great movie that was. Yeah, I'd forgotten um, about that. But, you know, Tombstone, I mean, we're getting just about to the end here because they're, you know, riding out <laughs> from Charlton Heston's ranch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just realized that right before Tombstone, he was freaking Captain Ron. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. But, like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's just like. Captain Ron. <laughs> Now that's an obscure reference right there. <laughs> wow, that's some acting chops right there to be able to bust a move from Captain Ron. And ten years uh, prior, he was Snake Plissken. Snake, yeah, you know, his backdraft and Tango and all these other. Yeah, now uh, backdraft is definitely worth going back and revisiting. Oh, dude, now, yeah. I don't remember all the lines on that. I'd have to go watch it, but there was definitely some good stuff in there. Yeah, and even. Uh, one of my actual, this is really truly one of my favorite Kurt Russell movies, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. Jack Burton. So, um, you listeners out there, if you haven't figured it out by now, we are very easily distracted. Who? Who said that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's shiny. <laughs> uh, but I, we let it, we let the conversation lead us where it goes, and eventually we circle back to where we belong. And because, yeah, I'm the one that let us down the lane. Hey, did you know he played Captain Ron? Uh, before it was I knew. I simply hadn't focused on it. <laughs> and it was like, like literally a year before they came out. Uh, so yeah, tough. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, now somebody's going to write us a note and say, "Captain Ron, you got to do that one, dude." Go, yeah. Where are we going to uh, find a copy of Captain Ron? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, the days of Blockbuster went, are kind of over. We might have to write Kurt and see if he's got a director's cut he'll send us. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, that yeah, would be uh, would, would be fun if we could get it right from the you know horse's mouth, so to speak. But literally. Yeah. I don't. I think he probably has better things to do than to talk to us. Which well, most people have better things I know. to do than yeah, but to they, talk to they us. don't realize what they're missing out on. So yeah, I think they do. Well, every day that uh, that mystery is decreasing. So yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before I so rudely interrupted us. Oh no, we were. T- <laughs> you know, again, the wordiness of it. You know, in the canyon by the creek. Oh seven yeah, o'clock. seven o'clock. Yeah, like, and he's like already like 150 yards away. Like, yeah, what? And, you know, it's like. <laughs> You almost expect Wyatt to look down like, what, am I wearing a wristwatch? Yeah, exactly. Like, 7 o'clock. Who's, what time is it now? Like, yeah. why did you just say sun two up. hours from now? Would have been... Yeah, sun up would have been fine. Yeah, like, I will, or sundown. That always cracks me up too, though. We'll meet you at dawn. Well, dawn happens from, like, you know, depending on the time of year, for a good 45 minutes at least, the dawn is coming. Like, the sun is rising. It depends on where you're at. All this other crap, I always laugh about that. It's going to happen at dawn. Yeah. Uh, can you just give me a, like, like when? Like, you can, you can, why don't you just come by and get me on the way? Because like, yeah. I don't know. Just pick I'm me up. I here don't want to wait. It gets cold in the morning. Yeah, it really is cold in the morning. Before the sun comes up, yeah. yeah. And as they say, it's always darkest before the dawn, which means it's coldest then, too. Anybody who's ever ran Baylor all night knows that that yeah. gets ass cold in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, or you're sitting, you know, you're sitting in a tree stand waiting for the yeah for it to get light enough. You're like, woo, <clears throat> can't yeah. feel my toes. Yeah I, yeah, I laughed about that. I watched that scene today. Uh, you know, they drag him up, and then he rides away a ways, and they run up to him, and then he yells all this detailed instructions, and like, you know, uh, apparently they know where all that's at too. Like, uh, what is that? That Willow Spring? No, Spanish? What? Is that over by Johnson Place? You know, there's all these places that can go wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, son of a, you know. Yeah, it's much more simplistic than it would be in real life. Let's put it that way. But like, it has to be wrapped huh? up neatly for, you know, for the, well, for yeah. the viewer. Because I'd, I'd have kept saying, huh, until it got close enough. Then I'd have probably shot him. <laughs> That's <me>. But when, <laughs> you know, when you, when you have Johnny and, and Doc meet there at the end, yeah. it shows the power of filming during the golden hour, so to speak. Oh, when he comes, Doc rolls in and the sun from behind him a little bit and he puts, yeah, and it puts walks a, into the silhouette with a little bit of light around it. Yeah. It's, I, I love filming stuff at that time of day yeah, it's, because of it's, the shots uh, you get are just astoundingly good. So cool. You know, yeah. you look like somebody just walked over your grave. It's, uh, yeah, because the quotes haven't <laughs> ended yet. No, no, far from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> you know, and, and I was just fooling about. I yeah. wasn't. Fight's not with you, Holiday. Yeah, it's a big to differ. <laughs> we started a game we never finished. <laughs> Play for blood. And and yeah. I have used then, that. We started a game we never finished. I've used that a lot. And I've used the. Uh, all right, Lunger. I've used that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Tap, it's tapping just, his gun. Say when. I love that that little quick shoot down when he's tap tap, tap tap tap. You know, just ready to go, smoking. Got a cigarette in left hand, getting ready to draw with his right. Nice cross draw rig. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. You know, right in the heat. Uh, finishes that with you're no Daisy. Yeah. You're no Daisy, Johnny. You know, yeah. You're no <laughs> Frank, Daisy. The strain was just more than he could bear. Yeah. <laughs> this, this. And thank God that he got there just early enough to do all that, and Johnny was already there. 
why it didn't show up right on time or got there, you know, like, um, well, seven o'clock is sick as I made out. Yeah. My my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Yeah. And that, you know, really shows the friendship right there. A hundred percent. I know. Yeah. He fakes it potentially to get Wyatt to go away. Straight up tells him like, you can't win this. No. Um, He knows that Wyatt cannot draw that 12 inch barrel piece. There's that too. Fast enough. For one thing, he wears it clear up into his armpit, like a couple of the, the herps do. Like Virgil's pistol rode clear up. Like when he goes to pistol whip um, Ike, he can barely get his pistol out of his holster because it's so far up his side. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do well, have to giggle about that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough rig to draw. Let's put it that way. I think I would have inadvertently invented the uh, SWAT style. Down on my thigh, probably. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do grind on some of those things. I don't know where the hell they wore their gun, but it wouldn't seem that convenient. Well, uh, if, especially to have like a seven inch barrel. If you uh, want to clear up in your armpit, if you want a really good look, and this is pretty well documented at how guys wear their guns back then, you go and watch Lonesome Dove. Yeah, you know that was more historically accurate in the way that guns were carried. There's a lot of cavalry cavalry holsters for sure. Yeah, we we will we will circle back to Lonesome Dub one of these days. It's going to be a long conversation, so we might have to have some guest stars in on that one too. Um, I was thinking about that today, actually. Yeah, you might. We might have to break that one up into two episodes, really, just so people don't get bored because that's a six-hour-long movie. It is. It's really a really. I I classify that as more of a religious experience for us, and I I think actually. And I'm just throwing this out here. We never even talked about this, but this crossed my mind actually just today. One of our former roommates, I think we might want to bring in as a special guest host on that one. Okay. Um, I think, uh, you know, given his dedication to the Lonesome Dove, his entire life as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think we would all enjoy that, I believe. But I haven't oh, talked to him. I just I said I just – I was eating lunch or breakfast, actually. Yeah. One of the times I eat during the day, I was like, hey – that would be an interesting lonesome dove uh, third person. So hey, anyways, that's perfect. I have no yeah. no qualms about that whatsoever. <laughs> it think, should be uh, quite fun. I think so. Yeah, I think it would. But yeah, you're right. Uh, lonesome dove is is definitely on the list. It might be a two two parter for sure. Uh, and because uh, yeah, that is that's uh, that's a backbone of of, of my uh, my being, if you will. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree more, but. Back to Tombstone, I mean, that, for, you know, for us, we watched it so damn much, it's just completely ingrained in our lives now. There's no getting away from it. And there's no not using the lines from it. Not not at all. I, I would uh, it'd probably take enough shock therapy to, to drain all the power out of the Hoover Dam, uh, really, <laughs> I think, just because, like On I it, said, it's, it's so ingrained. Yeah, if you and I were ever to go into the business of becoming, you know, screenplay writers, our influences <laughs> would be apparent right away. Most definitely. Yeah. There'd have to be some heavy filtering. Um, and um, <laughs> well, I don't know why this just popped in my head too, but I meant to ask this earlier when we were talking about the movie more specifically. So when they're walking down the street to go to the okay to disarm them, what is burning in the background and why does anybody know what's going on there? I'd love to know the answer to that. I mean, it adds great texture. It certainly does. It it's texture very, without uh, context. Yeah, you're like, wow, that's intense, you know. Um, but I'm like, so 
what happened there? What was that? Is it it's a completed building? Is one of theirs? Uh, did they start? You know, like it just catches my eye so much, and I think they could have edited it out, but they left it. Um, or yeah. they should have, or they could have told what it was. I guess we're, I guess we're talking about it. But well, still, speaking, um, speaking of the editing, you know, process, I now have the DVD version, which has oh, several deleted scenes that are yes. added back into it, and they do add. You find out how McMaster's, you know, Michael Rooker's character was killed. Because well, in yeah, the original, like, he, he just gets dragged in. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, wait a minute, what happened? Too? Like, what are you up there so, taking? Where's, where's the outhouse on that place? About two miles away? <laughs> it just puts it into better context. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, man. Like, <laughs> sorry, but I, I was thinking about that last time I watched it. I'm like, well, what the hell is he doing? They're in full-on battle mode, hunkered down. And he's going to go wander up and take a crap somewhere? Like, what, is, what happened to him? So that's what I, exactly what I thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the things that never get addressed in films. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shitter's full. Like, what's going on up there? Yeah. He's <laughs> no. in there puking or something? And he's like, dang it, boy. So he had to, you know, run, around, run behind a cactus. But I'll, I'll leave it for that. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to well, say, at no point in any Western, have you ever heard him say, Boys, we got to stop. I got to drop the bomb. Yeah, but, like, man, this that burrito, that all those not, beans we had earlier. But that would Woo. not be true if you yeah. go back and watch Young Guns Part Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember the news reporter with Pat Garrett? Yeah, yeah I think I have to have a movement. <laughs> what does it mean? A movement it means he has to have a shit. Yeah, I have to have a movement. Then they all after they all the Indians leave or whatever. I have to have a movement. Yeah. I think I need to have a movement, Sheriff. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you know that's. We need to go back and revisit those. Actually, there's three oh. westerns that are that would just be fun reviews right now. I can think of off the top of my head, and that's the two Young Guns movies, but also Definitely. Silverado, yes. one of the most underrated westerns of all time. And and all three of those, definitely the first Young Guns and Silverado, uh, were deeply entrenched. I think Young Guns, you know, back when when we grew up, and like this was my our special day, like. Didn't get much for birthdays. Like, I like cherry cheesecake, so dad would make me cherry cheesecake. But oftentimes, it'd be movie trips. You know, you'd take you and several of your friends, and you'd go watch a movie. And one that was one of mine, I remember clearly, is a bunch of us went and watched Young Guns. Because it came to the theater. Uh, was, and I think Young Guns came out in, I think, 88. Yeah. And, you know, and right so it's there. like, it's one of my, I call it my birthday movies. Like, we all got to go watch that. And and see it in the theater uh, when it came out. And yeah, I think Young Guns probably has a uh, the was the one of the baselines for my vocabulary for sure and my behavior. And then yeah. Tombstone just brought it in on top and and reinforced it, if you will. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, well, you, tremendous amount of influence. I, and that's I got to give you credit. You have got a very strong Tombstone game. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Oh, thank you. But you're ninja level. <laughs> it is just it, yeah. It, it's it's like being able like Doc with the with the coins over his knuckles. It's just something you can do. And if you notice, Val does that in all all kinds of movies. He does. He yeah, did it in I Real Genius. He did it Real in Genius, Top sure. Gun. Um, oh yeah, that's right. The He's pen. sitting there in the class. Yeah. Yeah, with the pen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a real genius. What a beautiful, beautiful movie that is. <laughs> we're we're going to have to revisit that sometime. Because half of you out there, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Because uh-huh. it's one of the funnier movies that came out of the mid-80s. No doubt. It's just campy. Was... You got the revenge. You got the, you know, um, 
the smart ass guy that makes you know poor Kent and everything that goes on in that movie. Oh it's, yes, you know, or, or what's that? Are you Mitch? I hope so. I'm wearing his underwear or not, Mitch? What was Val Kilmer's name in that movie? Oh, I can't remember. But, but yes, yeah, like, I, are you so and so? That's a line I've used before. You've used that many a time to great success. Uh, I hope I am. I'm wearing his underwear. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Knight. I think that's his name. In, I think in, so. Uh, in uh, that movie, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've heard you say that. I hope I hope so. Uh, I'm wearing his underwear. You know that that's that's a way to set the tone early. Some people appreciate it. Others Some people don't. Do not. Yes. Yeah. Well, Especially it's it's just not something. Yeah. yeah, it's not something you pull out during a professional <laughs> environment. <laughs> hey, we're paying for that college. We're getting out of it only once. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, uh, why don't we... why don't now you know now that we've kind of covered our our topic? Why don't you walk us out of this and and well, we'll stop annoying everybody. Cover one more thing too, and that's about oh. the directors uh, on this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, the one guy came on and just really did the Charlton Heston scene. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy came along and, sort of, you know, according to everybody's lore now, sort of ghost directed well, through or with, you know, with, you know, Kurt. Basically. Yeah, basically, Kurt directed it. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. And, and his vision was obviously Kurt is a very artistic guy looking through the camera, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what what to see. No different than that wagon riding into the sunset scene. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so it's a, it's a interesting to, to hear that. And you're like, Oh, I'll be dang. I didn't, you know, you don't think about it. You never heard about it until I guess Kurt had promised him like, you know, I won't talk about it until at least you die. And then after that, it was like 10 or 12 years after the guy died that he even kind of alluded to it. Yes. Um, but it makes it all the more impressive. I, I think. It's, and it's something I had never thought certainly about before does. that, uh, yeah, because you never really think you think of Kurt Russell as just an actor. You don't think of him as as a director, but he has a fantastic eye. Definitely, and it's somebody too that I've kind of grew grown up watching. Like he was way back in the in the early Disney movies. You know, like the computer oh, yeah, has like, tennis shoes and um, all that crap. Uh, that's some of my earliest movies I remember watching. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing those and or those those crazy Disney movies. Um, so, yeah, it's cool to see him come all the way through. And, and uh, you know, I guess kind of feel like I've grown up. Obviously, he's older than I am for sure, but, you know, grew up with that, so to speak. So, yes, yes. And, and you got to respect him for the breadth of work that he's done. Yeah. You know, from comedy to oh, Westerns yeah. to, you know, <laughs> pseudo slasher horror films. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of really run the full spectrum. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great, man. It's really cool to see it. But I, I still think like he just, he brought all that together when he played Wyatt and I thought he did such a great job and yeah, and Val as well. I, all those people did. So you can't imagine anybody else for most of these parts being in this movie, you know, um, like they talked about, uh, Oh, what's the hell is that crazy looking guy's name? Willem Dafoe, um, being, being doc. Yeah. He was and the first choice. Like, uh-huh. And I, you know, your first, my first response was like, what the elk? Uh, and then you think about it, like, okay, given the other Doc holidays, maybe it's not that completely crazy. But then you think about what Val did, and you're like, couldn't be anybody else. Sorry. Well, and, and, I don't think anybody could have played it any better. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well stated, for sure. Uh, yeah. 
And, and also Powers Booth. I mean, Curly Bill, that is one of the best characters. Um, so dynamic. Um, I well, think really, I really enjoyed he, if, if he Ringo wasn't an, so entertaining, he would have been the, the lead for sure. Well, he is such a broad actor anyhow, mm-hmm. you know, very accomplished actor. He's been in all kinds of different movies, but he absolutely, again, it defined his career. I think so. More yeah, than any he other did film. He stuff in Deadwood too, I think. He did I'm some stuff mistaken. in Deadwood. He played Attila. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, all this different stuff, but that one is the one that you know is really the go-to. He's Curly Bill. He's the founder of the feast. Yeah, ain't kidding either. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah, next I time we come, you better step aside, it, dude. I did not even realize I was quoting Curly Bill when I said "ain't kidding either." Uh, no, it just comes out. <laughs> God, I admire you. Now <laughs> tell me what. Yeah, now, now for you Fletch. listeners can tell. Yeah, Fletch. Little Fletch. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of name is Poon, anyways? Comanche Indian. Uh. <laughs> oh, we'll get into some Chevy Chase movies again. Certainly. Here soon. Uh, no, we got to do Fletch. Um, we have wandered around this one. I think um, for, if you if you can't tell by now, we're huge Tombstone fans. Uh, a lot of our daily vernacular, if you will, is directly derived from from this for sure, but also a lot of other, you know, adventures like, like our last episode when we talked about vacation, certainly a lot of that. And people are like, how the hell do you tie vacation and tombstone together? Well, um, for those of you along for this ride, we just did. So we just, it doesn't hey, have to make sense for it to happen. We're, we're fans of movies and it doesn't really matter the genre. If it's not you know, good is good. And if it's quote worthy, and, and, there, and there will be some television shows, as we alluded to earlier. You know, you're going to oh. hear about Gunsmoke. Yeah. We're going to talk, probably talk about Gunsmoke and the Rifleman all at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, because there yes. is some tie-ins there. But you know, we're also big fans of Psych, because again, <laughs> most certainly, <laughs> it's hilarious, and the pop culture references are absolutely off the charts. Yeah, and you just can't yeah. help but use their quotes. I mean, God, how many times have you looked at somebody that said, suck it? <laughs> yeah, or, or I introduced somebody as jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. That's one of my, my favorite side jobs, if you will, is whenever I travel or even when I meet somebody new, I like to use a fake name. Um, my favorite know, was Skip Town. Skip Town uh, with an E. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorites. Well, you got to sure. keep it classy. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's official that way, you know, but, <laughs> but I just like, and, and that's one of the things they do on Psych all the time is make up fake names for each other. But yeah, I love to travel or when I, you know, Will Snuggle is another one that I borrowed from a good friend in Pendleton. <laughs> and that makes me like, what? Oh yeah. I, my dad was a snuggler. Or my grandfather was a snuggler. I, I come from a long line of snugglers, really. Uh, you know, it's William actually, but I go by Will. And the amount of people that will shake your hand and say, nice to meet you, Will, will stun you until they get some chance to think about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, two years ago, and you've seen the photographic evidence of this three years ago at Hot August Nights. Yes. I introduced myself to the Reno Gazette Journal guy taking my picture as Ted Nugent, and he printed it. One of the prouder moments of my career in life is that <laughs> exact, seeing that come to pass, because that's, you know, that's an homage to Mr. Fletch. Uh, you know, yeah. right out of his world, and for you to say it with a straight face and get it printed, no, no less. Yeah, the two um, ladies with me, you know, they gave him their names, and you, sir, I said, oh, Nugent, Ted Nugent. Yeah, 
And right away. Okay. <laughs> like, and then my my other business partner, his kid found it in the paper after that and showed me. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's truly beautiful. Yeah, that, that's um, not near that level. But my buddy of mine in Texas, we went to this huge cattle convention. He got me a name tag that said Skip Town. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. And my poor salesman in the booth, she was like, "Oh my god, I no, you can't wear that." <laughs> <laughs> on the contrary yeah like, i yeah. like it. it's already happening I, I don't even have another name oh tag, this so. is happening this is on yeah so uh, yeah. yeah this is happening i, I still so. can't i can't tip my hat enough to the a the wherewithal and frame of mind to say nugent ted nugent and then that it gets printed <laughs> in the paper uh, yeah that's to tip over the hat my you concern. know anybody yeah. who's listening to this at this point if you stayed in here this long well, you're probably just as screwed up as we are and you'll probably yeah. go off on tangents like we're doing right now because that's or, just how it goes. Or maybe you just need to hear, you, you may go now. Uh, maybe that's what you're waiting for. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that's the perfect way to end this. We have to say, you know, you may go now. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, bye. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to have one out next week. I don't even know which movie it's going to be right now. We're going to have to discuss it, but yeah, we'll have a little cussing and discussion. Uh, certainly take uh, suggestions from the crowd slash audience, angry mob, uh, whatever it happens to be as well. Uh, always looking for that. Always looking for comments for what your favorite line was or one we overlooked or potentially misquoted for sure. As we've studied, that's going to happen. I, I remember things differently than they really occurred because I've, I've kind of made a mine over the years, and there's some there's some variants, uh, but that's I'm, why they're special. Yeah, right now I'm actually picturing our crowd as the angry mob on The Simpsons with torches and pitchforks. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> Mater Mater leading the pack. Also, I might add, <laughs> oh, I did picture that as well. Yeah, the yeah right from The Simpsons movie. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> anyhow, folks, join us next week. It's going to be a heck of a good time. Whether you've heard of the movie or not, you're going to enjoy yeah. it. So until then, uh, yeah. keep your pants and your powder dry, and we'll see you.